At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hour three of the nightcap on a Monday night, day one. Sean King in the house, and boy, we got a lot to get to. Hanging in there? I'm here. I'm good. Hanging in. Hour three. But you know, the beautiful thing about Sean, not only has he been an analyst on networks before, you hosted a radio show. I did. That's the big thing. That's the key to being able to do this, is you've hosted a radio show. This is I nothing did. new to you. The King David Show. Uh, shout out to my former uh Co-host, Toby David, he's actually the first person I ever met that fully believed in analytics and baseball. Really? Yeah, I learned a lot during those three years. Down in Tampa, right? Yeah, because we were, of course, Rays-centric. Sure. And if anybody goes by analytics, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. By the way, I have a great future bet at 13.5 on the Rays to win the uh, World Series. And we are rolling right now. Yes, they are. And uh, we will, yeah, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, I mean, Making the World Series last year. Uh, I don't know how they do it every year. We'll be back. And we they... want the Dodgers. <laughs> we want all the smoke. <laughs> uh, the Padres right now, uh, they lead 4-1. to one, That one in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, we are potentially heading towards, I don't want to say catastrophic, but you know the theme of this show, and I'm sure others on this network, do not bet unders. On a full game. Sean, if you like an under, Take first five. First five, all right? Yeah. I, Extra I, innings is the devil because right now we're witnessing in Kansas City. Now, it may, it may ultimately come home. It, it, the total was 10. Mm-hmm. It was 3-3 three to three after 9. But that man on second base, 
Yankees have already scored two runs. All right. Have a man on second again. Giancarlo Stanton at the plate. You know, one swing of the bat, that dude could tie the, can make that. A t- I mean, we and the Royals haven't hit yet, and they get a man on second base. It's just, it is brutal to just have to sweat it out if you've got an under. Now, if you have an over, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm not a big totals better. Um, when I do bet totals, it's generally the over, or like you say, I'll take first five. Yeah. You know, but I don't trust relievers. I don't trust you middle relievers. Not. I don't trust closers. Like, even take away the guy being on second base if it goes to extra innings. I just have seen middle relievers and closers come in and blow games too many times. So I'm, I'm not generally an under better at all. Yeah, I mean, the only way, and I'm not a huge baseball better. Um, I will, you know, if it's the right situation, I'll, I'll, I'll fire away. Um, and you, you're firing every night on baseball. You love betting baseball. I think a lot of value in baseball. I know you're gonna have to be. Uh, we're you gonna know, be. We're gonna be sweating out some games with you to me, over the next to me, month. Here's where baseball kind of differentiates itself from some of the other sports. Week one, the Bucks are minus six. Yep. I can't really find the Bucks minus twelve for plus money. Right. You know, whereas in baseball, for instance, the White Sox tonight they are on a tear, mm-hmm. killing the baseball. I think they were like minus two hundred. You could take the Super Run line and get plus money. That's not something you should do often, but I think baseball is a game where teams go in streaks. Right now, I think the Mets are a fade, no matter what. Phillies are red hot. Phillies right are a team that I would roll with right now. And, you know, they're, the White Sox are just in one of those runs where they're hitting the baseball like it's being pitched underhand, and their pitchers are getting guys out. Every ball that's hit hard against from an opponent is right to someone. So I think you can find value when a team is in those kind of you know stretches. You know, looking ahead to tomorrow, the Phillies are a plus one fifty five home dog. Now they're facing the the Dodgers and it's Max Scherzer. So keep that in mind. But whew, I gotta go look. That up. is tempting. I have to look at what his splits were when he was with the Nationals. Yeah, because they would have played them quite a bit. Oh yeah, he pitched. At, yeah, so off the top of my head, I remember some some success. And then you talk about the Mets; they're at home. Uh, they're facing the Nats, who are have given up on the year uh, rebuild mode. New York, in the midst of their losing streak, minus two forty five. Yeah, the Nats are awful. <laughs> they are not good. And I don't trust the Dodgers. I take the Phillies there. The Dodgers haven't been hitting the ball. I, I don't trust the Dodgers. Yeah, so that is uh, that is tomorrow. We're keeping an eye. Men on first and second. This total could be absolutely brutal. Pulling for Sean, though. He's got the he's got the Royals. Already one dog home. We'll see if he gets another one. Six five Royals. <laughs> and the over. That would be rough. Let's keep it rolling. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. Three of the nightcap here on VEASAN, live from the Circus Sportsbook. Tim Murray, Sean King, former Buccaneer quarterback. I introduce you that way because we're talking some NFL. Okay. College football, we'll talk Tulane Green Wave. Let's do it. Uh, we'll have to get a full breakdown of uh, Tulane and Oklahoma week one. Going Oklahoma, the Sooners going, Are you You got to go to that game. Get a no. red eye out of here down to Nolens. We're rebuilding. We lost a lot of pieces. We had a really senior-laden team the last two years, so we're in rebuild mode. You're not going to be down there? No. I'm not a pain freak. 
know, I don't just want to go somewhere and not enjoy what I'm seeing. Uh, if, if we would have, like, I, last two years, we, I know, would have been competitive. This year, a lot of new components. We got a young quarterback. He'll be a year two, so we'll see how he progresses. But and we got some question marks. We have some holes. We might be uh, we might be laying the lumber on the no, road. No, with no, Oklahoma. no, no. One thing I'm never going to do is bet against my alma mater. I'm not going to ever. Well, do I'm that. not saying you would do it. Yeah. I mean, I could I'm do not going to advise anybody else to go I against could do it. the fighting Sean Kings. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, the fighting Sean Kings getting 26 at home. Not enough. Uh, <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> against Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, a noon kickoff. What are Spencer Rattler's uh, odds to win the highest? Six to one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably need a few more points. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep it rolling. We're we're breaking down the NFC West in uh, our a division a day. We've we've talked to Dieter Kurtenbach. Just talked to him. I just do want to get your thoughts uh, on this division. Uh, you know, we'll 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 kind of give our final predictions on uh, on how this plays out. But I am very intrigued by. By the 49ers, uh, just you know, based on the odds. Now, once again, it, it all comes down to prices, right? I mean, it, that's why that's why we go shopping. This is what we like to do. We like to shop around, find the good prices. It's you know, the 49ers are plus 250 at South Point as of earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, plus 210 here at Circa, plus 180 at DraftKings. So varying prices. A lot of it, you know, is based off of health. I think what really benefits the 49ers is they were last place last year. So their last place, different. Uh, the teams that they get to face different from the rest of their division, at Philadelphia, home to Atlanta, at Cincinnati, week two, week 14, week 15. Last year, they had two games in which they had QB one, tight end one, wide receiver one, and wide receiver two healthy. Two games. Mm-hmm. They beat the Rams in week six. They beat the Patriots in week seven. I like this 49ers team. I'm a Kyle Shanahan believer. I'm a Sean McVay believer, too. I just think this 49ers team has a lot of components, uh, Bosa defensively, and at plus 250, that's why I just think the price is very interesting to it for, to me for a team that is that is pretty talent-rich. Again, I think football goes back to the quarterback. And I just I don't love their quarterback room. Yeah. Uh, if they really believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't give up the assets that they did to move. They up don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo to draft Trey yeah. Lance. And the thing that scares me to death about Trey Lance, if you go look at the national title game, I think he attempted like five passes. When he's in North Dakota State. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's not like North Dakota State felt like, okay, we have a guy that can go out and throw the ball thirty times and we're going to win. Like they took the ball out of his hands. Now again, it's freezing. And I get it, the weather's there, but I just say that to say I don't know that he's ready year one for those kind of expectations. To me, it'd be different if he was coming into a Kyler Murray in Arizona kind of situation where you have a new head coach, Mm -hmm. no expectations, we're going to trot you out there for 16 games, you can fail, you can succeed, we just want you to continue to get better and grow. He's on a team where a lot of people think they're the most talented team in that division. Like, it's this... If they stay healthy, it's there you to win. It's hard for a young quarterback to play under those kind of conditions. Now, the problem to me is I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is an elite quarterback. I think he's in that Ryan Fitzpatrick, Nick Foles bubble, those yeah. kind of guys. That fan base doesn't love Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. So when he plays bad now, 
the distractions come. We want Lance. We want Lance. <laughs> and I just don't think that kind of controversy sitting there right on your front doorstep, that's a recipe to be successful. What about Trey Lance? What have you seen? Now, you mentioned you know his national championship. Didn't really get to play last year because there was no FCS season until the spring. They had that showcase game uh, where he didn't really play all that well. Um, but knowing it's Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan clearly went to – John Lynch and said, this is the guy. We need mm-hmm. to make this move to go get this guy. He's get, I mean, jobs are on the line with this move to get Trey Lance. So all the talk coming out of camp right now is that he looks good. The last time Kyle Shanahan had a really young quarterback, 2012 RG3, is he preparing already to kind of make that move? And if so, with Kyle Shanahan, with Trey Lance, with those weapons, if he believes that's the dude, does that change your mind at all? Not at all. I just don't think that's the dude for 2021. Yeah. Like, listen, when I look at a young quarterback, I can evaluate his performance and say he's playing well, he's getting better, but at the same time, he's not playing consistent winning football. Like, for the 49ers, their expectations are Super Bowl this year. Like, they feel yeah. like they should be an NFC Championship game. How do you develop a young quarterback under those kind of expectations? And yet, the guy that's the incumbent, you don't really feel like he's the guy to get you over the hump, even though you were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with him. So I think that's something that's going to manifest itself negatively for them in 2021. Now, this time next year when we're sitting in these chairs, mm-hmm. I'll probably have a different outlook because I have a more experienced Trey Lance, a guy that's failed in the National Football League. He's gotten talked about for two weeks in a row on every show in America, and he's learned how to handle that and be mentally tough. Like, to me, that's a huge adjustment when guys come from smaller programs is the media scrutiny. How do we handle it? How do I handle success? How do I handle failure? It takes time to really master that, and I don't think young guys can play winning football until they do. Well, there's a reason right now, because of this discussion, why odds are not out there on passing yards for the quarterbacks in San Francisco. But there are odds out there for the passing yards on quarterbacks in the NFC West. So let's take a look at those. And Kyler Murray, I know he's a guy I think that you are a fan of. Yes, um, big last, fan. last year threw for 3,971 yards, started every game. So that's average of 248.2 per, per game for Kyler Murray. Um, his over-under for the season is 4,150. So if he has the same year he had last year, averaging about 250 a game, he's going to hit the over uh, in that spot. It does feel like there's not a ton of wiggle room. Uh, with that, but you mentioned the depth of Arizona uh, and, and what they have now. A.J. Green now on that roster, mm-hmm. in addition to DeAndre Hopkins. They go out, and you mentioned you like Tutu Atwell. Mm-hmm. The addition, as, assuming health, which is always a big thing, Rondale Moore yeah. could be a game-changer for the Purdue, Cardinals. Right? Yep, Purdue, right? Yeah. Purdue. Uh, I mean, when he played two years ago, when he played Ohio State, he was the best athlete on that field that night. Mm-hmm. You know, when they smashed him. So if he could stay healthy, he's an intriguing, intriguing piece. They picked up James Conner in free agency, too, in that backfield. So when you look at Kyler Murray, when you look at those yards, uh, as I mentioned, you know, 4150, it's a, it's about on par what he has done so far his career. So if you just divide 4150 by 17, that's 244 per game. What do you expect now that A.J. Green is down there? I forgot to, fa- I failed to mention Christian Kirk, too, on that roster. Mm hmm. 
What type of performance are you expecting? This would be a stay away for me. It just seems like the 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 margin's too thin, but do you expect bigger passing numbers this year from Kyler Murray? Yeah, I think he flies over the total. Ooh. I think he flies over it because the component that we haven't gotten to yet about Kyler Murray is that he ran for 800 yards and 11 touchdowns. Right. So as a defense, you have to play a lot of zone coverage. It's hard to play Arizona in man coverage because in man, the defenders are locked into their man. They're only focused on the guy they're covering. In zone, you can keep your eyes in the backfield more. You can be more alert to the quarterback moving around. Now, where Rondell Moore and A.J. Green, I think, take him over this total, he extends a lot of plays. Moves around in the pocket, functional mobility. Sometimes he scrambles to throw, not to run. Having another downfield target like A.J. Green that can high point, make contested, contested catches, having a run after the catch guy like Rondell Moore, I think they're going to be even more explosive than they were last year. Now, does that translate into more wins? I'm not so sure about that part, but I think statistically, statistically he's going to go over 4150 passing yards and he's going to throw for more than 25 touchdowns. When you look at how he's matured through his first 2 years in the NFL. Year 1, I mean completion percentage wise and now I know the game has changed Sean, right? Mm-hmm. I mean a lot more shorter passes. 64% year 1, 67% last year, 12 picks both seasons. When you look at how Kyler Murray has continued to to mature down there in Arizona entering year 3, what has intrigued you? What do you? Why do you believe in Kyler Murray that he's continued to make those proper steps to become? Because I think a lot of people, I mean, he's a former number one overall pick, right? People are expecting him to become an elite quarterback. So what have you seen in his game that you believe, okay, he's going to continue to make the proper steps forward? Well, the number one thing is availability. I mean, he's the same size as Aaron, our producer, and he hadn't missed a game in two years. He has not. I mean, that says a lot about how he approaches taking care of his body, how he does uh, regeneration and rehab, and part of breaking in or, or surpassing some of these you know, future bets from a, a statistical standpoint is being available, being healthy. And he's proven so far he's going to be available. They're going to be dynamic on offense. It's the third year for that offense. So I think they're going to have a little better understanding of what works and doesn't work at the NFL level. So, you know, I think that entire organization is kind of on the uptick. Now, can they put it all together this year? I'm not so sure, but I do think the offense takes a step into that dynamic, explosive, week-in and week-out, consistent basis that allows these guys to fly over these totals. There's a ton of love for Matthew Stafford, and the odds, As it should. The odds reflect that. 45-95 is his over-under for passing yards. Uh, he's you know one of the favorites to win MVP. When you look at his career numbers, now he was in Detroit, so you have to keep that in mind. Um, you're, you're anticipating a lot from Matthew Stafford. Now, I think there's a bit of a misconception on Stafford because he got hurt in 2019. I mean, outside of 2019, he's been healthy. He's been healthy. Yeah. I mean, 11 through 18, he played every single game. 2020, he played every single game. So he has, to your point about availability, he's been out there. To me, that's just a whole hell of a lot of yards. I mean, you're looking at, and I know it, you know, McVay's there. You're looking at 270 per game. For Matthew Stafford, is he capable of that? Yeah, absolutely. Cam Akers is out. Maybe they focus more on the passing game. Um, but I just... Here's why it's doable. I mean, I think it's doable. Would I play it personally? Probably not. It's just it's, it's asking... To me, it's asking a whole hell of a lot. Like, we talked about Matt Ryan last week. He was around the same number, actually a little bit less. Well, they're going to be getting their butts kicked 
a lot. They right. have no defense. Playing from behind. Right. The Rams going to be have leads. They're going to be having leads. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I was. It's doable, Tim, because I think Matthew and Sean want it to happen. They want to prove that Matthew Stafford was worth everything they gave right. up to get him. You know, so both of those guys are out. You know, not just to be successful, but to look good doing it. On the back side of that, I do think they're going to have some games where they are. I mean, scorched earth good in the first half. And maybe those fourth quarters, he doesn't throw the ball as much as you normally would. And that is when you have a high number, like basically 4,600, that's kind of where the margins get really small. What are their fourth quarters like in half of those games? Are they in two-minute offense or he's slinging it around? You're talking an extra 120 yards passing. Are they in four-minute offense where they're trying to kill the clock and get out of there with a victory? Russell Wilson, uh, his total Baller. is sitting at – he is. Baller. He, he is. 4,200 yards and 40 touchdowns last year. No one would have got that if they – if you were asked what Russell Wilson's stats were in 2020. Unbelievable. 4,200 yards. Yeah. And 40, 40 touchdowns with two guys. DK Metcalf, and, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. In nine years, Russell Wilson's never missed a game. I am a huge Russell Wilson fan. Hard not to be. And so, I'm still not going over 42. Yeah, I was going to say, but this. <laughs> and I don't like the weather there. I just, and I know he's played in it a lot, but again, I just think that weather late in the year, one or two games is going to force you to not be able to run your normal offense. And so I just think there's a lot of fluctuation, you know, when you know that's the case going into the season. I want to go back to Kyler because Kyler Murray you think he goes over that that passing yard? Flies over. Okay, so if he's flying like over that. Like a drone, that. like an eagle soaring, <laughs> about to have a cardinal for lunch. Spoken like a true former cardinal. Um, if he's flying over his passing yards, his legs are obviously a huge asset. By the way, we will talk about this in Treats and Beats. We're going to 10. <laughs> We're going to 10. It is 5-5. Five to five, I and told you 6-5 Royals. If you play the under tonight, stop playing unders in full games, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have that to watch game that game. is the reason it's why. It's going to end 6-5 Royals. I already told you that. <laughs> but Kyler Murray rushing yards before we hit a break. It going is, over that, too. Is he? Yeah. So my question is, if you liked this passing yardage so much, it, there's not an emphasis to say stop running. 680 yards is the over-under. He ran for 819 last year. But if you're Cliff Kingsbury and you want to make the playoffs, do you want Kyler Murray running for 700 yards? It's like telling an old-school Mustang not to be driven fast. Like, you have to let guys be who they are. Like, he, has, he ran for 800 yards last year, 11 touchdowns, yep. and didn't miss a game. Obviously, he knows how to run. Doesn't take a lot of big hits, knows when to slide, knows when to get out of bounds. But that's a key component to them being successful. He's going to run the ball. It's going to create bigger plays down the field. I think Arizona's be really good on offense. They will be, too. And apparently play overs on Kyler Murray quite a bit. I hope Rondell Moore is healthy. I really do. He was one of my favorite players to watch in college football. I like him. So hopefully he will be healthy if you played the under tonight in Yankees Royals, stop just stop. We'll discuss that on the other side of the nightcap here on Beast. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. bet unders for full games just don't do it we've been preaching it all year i i am not as as i've been known on the show i don't don't bet a ton of baseball um missing out apparently i'm missing out i mean you're just cool calm and collective over there i'd be sweating this thing out uh the 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 roller coaster of emotions in this royals yankees game which is still going on right now in the top of the 11th now your prediction of six five royals can't come home. Yeah. But the reason I say stop betting overs, unders, unders, excuse me. The total tonight in Kansas City, Sean, was was ten. Right. It was scoreless after six innings. Right. It was one to one after seven. Mm-hmm. Two to two after eight. Right. Three to three after nine. Extra innings. Not a fan of the under, as is overtime in any sport. But still, you got. Four runs to work with. 5-5 five, five after 10. 
I mean, the Royals. The do. runner on second base. That has changed the has. game. I love it, though. You do? I love it. Absolutely. Eh. I love it. It's different. It and, and, and it won't be in the playoffs. Baseball, it should be. Baseball needed something new. No one wants to see two-to-one games. I, I mean, look, I, I've been saying this at a, until I'm blue in the face. Baseball, of all these sports, needs to put its arms around gambling more than anything. I, I, yeah, the Pete Rose thing and the Black Sox in 1918, who cares? This sport needs a punch in the arm with youth yeah. and and an intrigue. And I, I don't know if having a guy on second base is uh, – Making people jump for joy. I would say the baseball fans in America think baseball is just fine. I watch a lot of baseball. I love baseball. The atmosphere in the Phillies Mets games this weekend, crazy. The Cubs have no chance of making the playoffs. The atmosphere at the White Sox Cubs games, crazy. Like people are starting to come back to the games. The energy's there. I like it. I like baseball. It's an exciting game when they score runs. I, I, I mean, Look, I, I spent five years of my career calling baseball games in the minors. I, I love baseball. I, I don't want to see anything change about it. Um, but for, in my opinion, for this league to get revitalized with, with you know, youth, I, I think gambling is the way to go. I, I really do think that they should embrace it, and, and maybe they will. Uh, so we will see. But, man, that is rough if you had uh, – now, if you had – we call it treats and beats, Sean, because, look – there are people out here at the over, and they're happy. And some some rookies that tore their tickets. They had the uh, over. Don't, no, nope. don't do that. Don't nope. throw any tickets away. Now they're scrambling, trying to piece it back together. Everybody who has uh, that's why that's why this bad beats have been glorified, and you know, like 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 a loss in sports. You remember the losses more than the wins, but there are people out there that have plenty of uh, memories tonight that. Thought this thing was done when it was scoreless after six or and one one after seven, and the over just hit in the eleventh. It happens. Yeah, I'm the kind of guy like once I place the bet, emotionally I'm detached because I can't change it. I mean, once you that's spoken like a true quarterback. Yeah, once you make the bet, you can't change it. Once you throw the out route, you can't take the ball back. You just hope that you have enough velocity and location to complete it. But I'll say this: the one thing that I've always done is tried to learn when I'm wrong. As opposed to getting mad at the outcome, let's look at why the outcome occurred and try not to repeat the mistake. You know, and I think the only way you do that is if you separate your emotions. So we'll see. I'm not worried about this game. I still think the Royals are going to win. If they don't, then, I mean, I took a swing. Obviously, it was, uh, in my opinion, a, a good wager. Yeah, you know, your next your uh, extra innings as a dog yeah. this is a good wager. And in a home team, so we're going to get the last say at some point from an at-bat standpoint. Hopefully, they come through. You I mean... You are, I mean, the 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 cool the coolness of just what are you gonna do? I, I'm the opposite. I live and die with my bets, <laughs> like a, like a clown. Spoken like a true bench warmer who watched a lot of sports as opposed to someone who actually played. And uh, it's not that. It's just you can't change it. Like they don't let you go up and be like, hey, you know what? I made a bad bet. Can't get my money back. <laughs> They should. Yeah, I made a good bet. Can I add money to this? Like, I was on the right side. That? It just didn't come home. Yeah. If you bet the under, you go to the, the counter and say, sorry, uh, such is life. So uh, that is where we stand. I, I want to get back to the NFC West here in just a little bit. We'll do that in uh, in about 15 minutes. We'll wrap the show up. 
uh, as we get our final thoughts, our parting thoughts on the NFC West, uh, because we still have some uh, some things to uh, to work out here. But you mentioned the Mets Phillies this weekend. The NL East has been a wild ride, and we've got ourselves a new favorite. Is it a team we should be betting on? We'll discuss that on the other side. It's the nightcap here on VC. NFL preseason has kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up. Beeson Pro Football Betting Guide. Our expert experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only 20 bucks. Discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guides. Reserve your copy or sign up for Beeson All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now. Head over to vcin.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Sean King is sweating out. Yankees and Royals. Condolences to those who bet the uh, under. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, but don't bet unders. Don't do it this year with the man on second base. Greg Holland trying to get this. This is a big spot for you here, Sean. And uh, he just walked. Got no, walk. no harm, no foul. We got a so we got Sean, cool, calm, and collected. Uh, he's got he's got the Royals at a plus price. Little went, went shopping for the dogs tonight uh, here at Circa. Kansas City went off plus one fifty two. Other spots plus one fifty five or so uh, against the Yankees. This has been a crazy game uh, as the the Royals have had an answer to everything. Yankees scored in the seventh. Royals scored in the seventh. Yankees scored in the eighth. Royals scored in the eighth. Yankees scored in the ninth. Royals scored in the ninth. Two runs in the 10th, two runs in the bottom of the 10th, and that's where we stand right now. Six, five men on the corners yeah, for the Royals. We'll see. Just get one out. Keep an eye on uh, on Padres and Marlins, too, just a little bit as the Padres lead. Four to one in the top of the seventh inning. We'll, we'll keep sticking with the uh, with the baseball theme here, um, if the Mets lose the NL East, Jeff Parles will never live it down. Uh, <laughs> and it was... A couple, it might have been a couple months ago, and we had Steve Coughlin, Stanford Steve, on the show, Mets fan, and he had to talk to young Jeff and said, look, we're Mets fans. Just enjoy what we're seeing from Jacob deGrom. Do not go crazy on uh, on the Mets. But no, the young, the young Buck and, and Jeff said, no, the Mets are winning this division. Well, now they're two and a half games back, and they're in third place. And take a look at the the movements just from Friday. Mets were a minus 115 favorite on Friday to win the division. They are now plus 195. The Phillies were two to one, which hindsight being 2020 was a great bet on Friday as they go out and sweep the Mets. They're now plus 110. And the Braves, they're only two games back of the Phillies. They're at plus 240. They've kind of been a mess uh, all year. I mean, you look at run differential in this division. The Phillies are still minus five. The Braves are the only one in the green at plus 65. The Mets are now minus 18. They are 56 and 55. Since the All-Star break, Sean, the Mets are hitting 223 as a team 
with runners in scoring position. I, I was going to say that. They, they can't horrible. get anybody home. So in their last eight games, they're one and seven. Yeah. In the seven losses, they haven't scored more than four runs. Like, they're, they're just, just, the bats are silent. They're quiet. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like a church mouse right now. You know he's there, but you can't see him. Like, they have guys on second base, can't get him to third. Have guys on third, can't get a deep fly ball to get him home. Like, they're just in one of those ruts, and they're a complete fade right now to me. You know, their starting pitching isn't what it was without DeGrom. Oh, yeah. You know, Marcus Stroman, I think, uh, he's been okay. But Taiwan Walker, he getting lit up lately. I mean, a lot of bad things happening right there. The Mujo, the Jojo, the Wuju, whatever you call it, it's off in New York. When you look at Philadelphia, Zach Wheeler is baller, complete game, legitimate pitches. I mean, he was yep. spectacular yesterday. Spectacular, two hit shutout uh, to get the sweep. Uh, that he outduels Taiwan Walker. But now, here's the fun part. So the Phillies are now plus one ten. Yeah, I don't like them there either. They got a three game <laughs> set coming up with the Dodgers <laughs> starting tomorrow, and you won't have Zach Wheeler pitching in that series. He will be back on the hill. Uh, on Friday against Cincinnati. So you've got a three-game set at home against Los Angeles. You're a pretty decent-sized home dog tomorrow. The Mets, on the other hand, who, as we've talked about, can hit worth a lick. They are 29th in baseball and runs per game at 3.7. But they've got the Nationals, who stink. Right. Who are rebuilding. So it's it's hard to believe in the Mets right now, the way that they've been playing, as you mentioned, Sean, one and seven. But... The schedule here for the Mets over the next stretch, three with the Dodgers, three with the Reds. Reds aren't terrible. Uh, you know, second in the NL Central. Three at Arizona. Arizona stinks. Three at San Diego. Two at Tampa Bay. It is a big stretch here for the New York Mets. And at that price, look, if I could go back to Friday, I would have loved to play the price at at $2. Beautiful. By the way, I like the Nationals tomorrow. Palo Espino? Yeah, I mean, he has a, a, a sub-4 ERA on the season. He, what is he, uh, 3.66 ERA? He has 49 strikeouts to only 12 uh, walks. I like that. What I really like is, even though the Nationals have been losing, in their last four losses, they scored four runs, four runs, five runs, six runs. Remember I just told you the Mets haven't scored over four runs in any of their seven losses. And the Nationals have scored four or more in each of their last four. So they're hitting the baseball. They're just giving up runs. They're not pitching well. Talk about bad bullpen. Yeah, but if you can get the four or five against the Mets, you got a fighting puncher's chance. So, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to play the Nationals tomorrow. I'll join you. Yeah. We'll have a little fun. Yeah, might as well. little uh, Nats right now. Going up against Cookie Carrasco, uh, you can get the Nats at plus 221 here at Circa. Why not? I mean, the, the Mets are terrible right now. Like, it's just, it I would is take, what it is. Look, as a, as a Nats fan, I would love nothing more than the Nats to put a, put a hole in the bottom of this Mets boat. I've got family members who are Mets fans. No offense. I, I just I can't stand the Mets. And... I know that means the Phillies. It opens the door for the Phillies. It's not like I like any team in this division. If I could let the Marlins win, I'd be happy about that. But um, I don't know how you lay 245 with the Philly, with the Mets tomorrow. I just don't know how you do it. 
I just believe baseball is a game of streaks, and when the team's on a bad streak, it doesn't matter what they do. They're on that streak until they get out, sort of like the Red Sox. I mean, a month ago, the Red Sox were killing the baseball. Now, in the last two weeks, I mean, it's like four baseballs are coming at them at once. They can't hit all of a sudden. So, it's just it's baseball's a finicky game like that. Who wins the NL East? Phillies. Yeah, I think so, too. Don't trust the Braves at all. Bryce Harper is as hot as he has been since his MVP year. He's, he's earning that money. He certainly is. And, uh, no. Plus 221? Let's have some fun. Come on, that. That's Sean. I'm Tim. How about we wrap things up? Go back to the NFC West. Here are our final thoughts on that division to wrap up this show here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Find out more, head to Indeed.com backslash credit. All right, let's get an update from the Royals and Yankees. It was six to five, bases were loaded, and an opportunity for the Royals to get out of it. 
Ground ball hit hard to short. Nicky Lopez there. Goes down on one knee. He's just going to get the force at second, Sean. Bad hop. Hitting the chin. Two runs score. It's now 8-5. to five. It happens. <laughs> the Royals turn into the Royals. Yep. And uh, we will see what happens here. Pitching change coming for the Royals. It's now 8-5 to five in what has been a... Very entertaining game, uh, to say the least. And uh, once again, the total in this one being 10, and it was 2-2 two to two after 8 innings, 3-3 three to three after 9, and now it's 8-5 to five in the 11th. All right, let's get back to uh, a division a day. We're taking a look at the NFC West, and I want to run down the win totals in this division uh, from DraftKings. 49ers is set at 10.5. Mm-hmm. Rams, 10.5. Seahawks 10, Cardinals 8.5. That is where you're uh, looking. Uh, juiced is, for the, uh, the 49ers and Rams, it's juiced identically. 125 to the over at DraftKings. Cardinals uh, juiced to the under, minus 120, even money to the over. And then the Seahawks, uh, they are sitting at uh, the juice. I misspelled Seahawks. Uh, minus 120 to the under 10 on uh, This was interesting. Bar an injury, they all kind of look right. Yeah. You know, I, I do agree with, with Dieter from earlier. Like, this is a tough division. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a division that each one of these teams in their own right have had legitimate success in their recent history. Uh, each one of them has a lot of talent across the board on their roster. Outside of the 49ers, each one, in my opinion, has a quarterback that demonstrates elite traits. So, I mean, it's a tough division. It was last year, and I think it's going to be this year. I think those numbers are right. I probably would stay away from the totals in this division. Yeah, the only one, I, the 49ers continue to be intriguing. Uh, over is actually juiced, uh, is uh, plus 105 and minus 125 to the under for the 49ers. And, you know, Warren Sharp, where he breaks down the schedule, uh, he has the 49ers having the second easiest schedule uh, in the league. Actually, the, I think he has it as the easiest schedule in the league. And you start the year at the Lions, at the Eagles. Uh, two road games, as you know, never easy in the NFL to win road games, but they're going to be favorites in both of those games. Packers at home is no, no easy uh, vict- uh, situation there. Um, but I, I think the 49ers, and, and, and what's different for me, too, is while I lean towards them at the price of plus 250 with divisions that I anticipate to be very close. And I think, you know, I always felt like, Sean, that we overrated. Um, they've got a last-place schedule. They've got a first-place schedule. Because when it was 16 games, it was a two-game difference. All right. Now it's a three-game difference. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers were a last-place team last year. So who do they get in the crossover? They get the Philadelphia Eagles. No one else in the conference division gets the Philadelphia Eagles. They get the Atlanta Falcons, while the Seahawks have to play Tampa Bay. And they get Cincinnati, and I think they really are fortunate in that regard because they get Cincinnati while Seattle gets Pittsburgh, who I think will be down. Then you look at uh, L.A., I believe they get Baltimore. So that that's, that's the challenging part. Those in a division that we anticipate to be so closely contested, I think the 49ers really benefit from the fact that they struggled and were the last place team last year. 
everyone acc accumulates information differently. Everyone kind of prioritizes certain things when they make decisions about, you know, how they view the a NFC West, the mm -hmm. AFC West. As a former player, the one thing that I never put into my formula is strength of schedule. Yeah. I don't think there's any legitimacy in strength of schedule in the NFL from year to year because it's the reason the NFL is king. It has the most parity of any professional sport in the world because there's only 16 of these in the world. If you don't play in the NFL, there is no minor league. Right. Canadian football is a completely different game, different rules, you know, different scoring system, everything. There is no European football league that's actually a professional league anywhere near what this is. They, I think they have some smaller leagues in Italy or somewhere, but not. Yeah. So, so, and I say that to say this is the talent is so legit and so good. Like Arizona is picked last by a lot of people. Right. And they're going to line up with DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, at wide receiver. They got one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL on defense. Like, so they have the talent to be a 10-plus win team. That's why I don't get caught up in strength of schedule. I look at it like this. Every road game is always going to be tough. You know, if there is one thing that I do look at from a scheduling standpoint, what warm-weather teams have to go to the cold mm -hmm. in the last quarter of the season and what cold-weather teams have to go down and play hot games early in the year and late in the year because I do think that has an impact. Other than that, you just don't know from year to year who's good. People thought Pittsburgh was washed last year. What, they start out 10-0? 11. 11-0. Yeah. I mean, so you just don't know. Sometimes teams get hot. It happens. But everyone has quality NFL Pro Bowl caliber players week in and week out. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Banket Bond on Twitter. Thanks for uh, chiming in. He wants to get our thoughts on uh, if any of the coaches – in the NFC West are a good bet for coach of the year. Kyle Shanahan's 14 to 1, McVeigh 15 to 1, Cliff Kingsbury 33 to 1. And then Pete Carroll at 25 to 1. I think on the surface the Rams have the team that you say has the most complete components when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. So I would bet McVeigh at that number. Coach of the year is such a fun market to look at because it really is the only market where it's it's always changing throughout the season, mm -hmm. and there's just n rarely is there a runaway because, you know, the best teams are usually expected to be the best teams, and sometimes, like, you know, Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year last year. I, I had no issue with that. And right. you know, what he did going into Cleveland, taking over for Freddie Kitchens, changing things Losing up. Odell. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, Coach of the Year is a fun market to always keep an eye on throughout the year and trying to – Buy low at spots, but you know you look at the, the favorite is like fourteen to one or so, or you know it's it is it is a long market. So appreciate the tweets, and you can always tweet us uh, at real Sean King at one Tim Murray. Um, Exactas are fun too, and this division more than any division out there that we have discussed, Sean, through these past six days, because there really is no clear cut. Four, favorite four solid quality NFL organizations and teams right you have had and we have had teams that were clearly going to be the last place team or massive favorites to be the first place team and now you've got four as you mentioned quality teams win totals you know only one team based on the win totals is expected to have a losing record and that's not even a losing record because the over under is eight and a half and nine and eight in nine and eight, if yeah. you is a, is a, you know, above 500 record. So 
looking at the uh, at the exactas, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals, that would be your chalk at plus 750. 49ers, Rams, so flipping those two, Seahawks, Cardinals, 8-1. to one. Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. What's interesting... So these are super factors, too. These are, yeah. yeah. So what's interesting, Sean, and I, I guess I understand it, but the first four picks, four selections for this, all had the Cardinals in last place. On the surface, you could see it happening, but... I'm not saying the Seahawks are going to be bad, but I think the Cardinals could be improved, and could they sneak past the Seahawks? Um, one that I would look at as a just a long shot flyer, I would look at 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks at 16 to one. That would be interesting to me, and 49ers. And, I, and then I would almost flip that and do Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks. You can get 15 to 1 and 16 to 1 on those two. So those would be two. Nothing I, that I, I love here, but those would be two that I would be interested in. So last year, Seattle was 9 and 3, Rams 9 and 3, Arizona 6 and 6, 4 and 8. Mm-hmm. I just I can't put Seattle last. Yeah. I mean, that's just not in their Betty, pedigree. There's and, nothing that and Pete Carroll Russell, and Russell Wilson, Wilson to be have, last place. Yeah, like yeah. I just, that's, I, that's not in their pedigree. I, I can't see a scenario where they finish last. Betting, by the way, betting against Russell Wilson is one of the most painful experiences. Oh yeah, he's gonna beat you <laughs> when he has the ball in his hands, and you've got a you know a a, a plus two ticket against the Seahawks. It is, it's not enjoyable. He is probably to me the value, Tim. Yep. Comes with the two with the Seahawks in first. Ooh. So what? I mean, that's the program in this division that's been consistently elite for the longest. They have the pedigree. They have the quarterback. They have a they won the division transcendent last year. player in DK Metcalf. They find ways to win games. They have the best home field advantage in the division. I, mean, I just... I, if I was going to pick one of these, I'm going with the known known product. They're 275, by the way, to win this division uh, I, at DraftKings. I'm not taking Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, you are not over Russell Wilson. You are not on the Jimmy G train. And I just don't know enough about Matthew Stafford. I've never had. I never actually seen him play where the game really matters. That's true. So we're going to learn a lot about him. I'm going with the guy that hadn't missed the game in nine years that just shows up and has MVP caliber seasons every year and never gets any MVP vote. MVP. He votes. Do they win this division? You could see it plus 275. Yeah, I, I'm going to say yes. I go in Seattle. I, I'm going to force the other teams to prove me wrong and prove Seattle wrong. All right. I'm on the 49ers at a price of 250. I think those other prices we showed there, 190, 210. Eh. But at plus 250, that's where it intrigues me. Plus 275. Sean's rolling with the Seahawks. First show in the books. Go, Russell. It's all done. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Doing it again tomorrow night right here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.